0: Saw him tried, convicted, and beaten. How could this happen? He was supposed to save us, but then, but instead, he was hanging on that cross, and we were powerless to stop it. And then he was gone, dead.
1: as my
0: our friend, our our teacher gone. What do we do? He's not coming back.
1: His body bound and drenched in tears. They lay
0: sorrow very acquainted with grief but he spoke that his punishment would bring peace that by his wounds we would be healed his promise declared that the grip of death
2: our hands across this place right now and just thank him for who he is thank him for dying for our sins thank him for forgiving us giving us a clean slate in life can we just thank him for rising from the grave defeating death father we just praise you and we thank you this morning you are good you are good and god every heart in here right now father Whether they know you or they don't, Father, you care for them. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you come and have your way in this place. Lord, that you would work in hearts and lives right now. God, I know people come into this place with heavy things. And walking around with heavy things on their lives, Father. And in their minds, God, I just pray for a freedom and a release from that this morning, God, before they leave. Lord, let them know you in a real and personal way. God, change their situation, change their heart. Father, if there's a heart in here that's stone cold against you right now, Father, I pray that you just start to break it up right now with the fullness and the warmth of your love in this place, God. We praise you. We thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for your presence, your Holy Spirit, that we feel in this place already this morning, God. God, we need you. We need you, Father. And Lord, I thank you and I praise you. I praise you for who you are, God. I praise you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated.
3: My baby boy, my Jesus. How could they do this to you? You didn't deserve this. If I could have taken your place on that cross, I would have. (sighs) That you were taking my place on that cross, weren't you? You were taking everyone's place on that cross. But why you? You were perfect. You were so perfect. I'll never forget those eyes looking down at me from the cross, full of so much pain. They were the same ones that looked up at me from that manger in Bethlehem. I remember that night like it was yesterday. (laughs) You were such a sweet baby boy, my little miracle. (laughs) I knew you were special, but I had no idea the amazing things you would accomplish. Before I knew it, you were 12 years old and you gave me quite the scare at that age. I truly thought I had lost God's one and only son. I was a mess. Finally, Joseph and I found you at the temple. Your father and I have been searching anxiously for you. Why were you looking for me? Didn't she know I had to be at my father's house? (sighs) From then on, you grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Soon, you performed your first miracle, turning water into wine. They have no more wine.
0: Woman, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come.
3: But, a mother knows things. So, I told the servants to do whatever you told them to do. I was so proud of you that night. So, imagine how I felt when you started healing the sick. With a touch of your hand, illnesses were completely gone. I saw you do what no one else could do, what no one else would do. You touched lepers and healed them, when no one would even go near them. You had a well of forgiveness inside of you that never ran dry. Because of you, the paralyzed walked. And you loved everyone, every single person. You ate with tax collectors and sinners. You showed love to people that didn't even know what love was. I was so proud of you. I am so proud of you. On the day you were crucified, the hatred in the crowd surrounding you was so strong. It was almost palpable. I thought I was going to be sick. They had seen what I had seen. They had heard what I had heard. So how could they do this to you? You, my baby boy, were beaten until you were bloody and bruised. They placed a crown of thorns where a crown of gold should have been. I never wanted to leave your side. With your last breath, you said, it is finished. You know, throughout your entire life, You've never ceased to amaze me, never ceased to surprise me. I've learned a thing or two since that day in the temple, though. And a mother does know things. As much as this hurts right now, I have hope it may be finished but it is not over
2: amen 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 it is not over it was not over Wow, 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 what a powerful start to our service, anointed. It's a shame that it takes once a year to get us this excited for our Savior, that we can celebrate this every single day that we walk this earth knowing what he did for us and not taking it for granted. I don't take lightly what this represents today, that he did defeat death in the grave. We have, as we have a relationship with him and he's the the Lord of our life, that, that we have a place in heaven waiting for us with him. And I'm so thankful this morning to serve a risen Savior that loves me, that loves me, loves me, loves me so much, no matter what I've done against him. Wow. Praise team, Kelly, Grace, the drama team, all phenomenal, phenomenal jobs this morning. If you guys could give them a hand again. I will try to not mess up the rest of this service, but I'm thankful to be here, thankful to be able to stand up here this morning and give God's word. Uh, Say welcome to everyone again that's here this morning. Maybe this isn't your home church, but you don't have a home church. Again, we want to say you're welcome. You're welcome to be here, and you will call this place home, and you you are invited to come back next week and be with us. Everybody watching online, I pray that the Lord is touching you right where you're you're watching from right now. The unbelievable story of our rescue is what I want to talk about this morning for just a little bit. Um, And Easter reminds us of the incredible rescue that took place over 2,000 years ago. And since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, we have needed that rescuing hand of God to deliver us from evil and sin in our lives. And God has been rescuing people. Ever since the first days, from David and Goliath to Daniel and Jonah and countless other stories, God's love for us was ultimately displayed when he sent his son to die on the cross for us. And not only die on the cross, but he rose from the dead so that we may be saved. And the story of Easter, as we're talking about this and and singing about this this morning and, and doing skits about this, it's a beautiful story of hope that we have in Jesus It's a story of betrayal. We also know that there was those that betrayed him. It's a story of tragedy, but it's also a story of triumph because of what he did after he was buried. And I want to start out with a few scriptures this morning. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1, Colossians 1, 13 and 14, It will be on the screen as well, but if you want to get your Bible out and highlight where we are at today, Colossians 1 verses 13 and 14 says, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins, rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. That's the place that we were all destined for. If you don't know the Lord, that's the place you are destined for, is the kingdom of darkness. But he rescued us from that and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. You know, I like to think of it like this that I was in my own prison of shame and guilt and sin. You were in your own prison of that same thing as well. Living in the darkness, not coming to the realization of Jesus and the light that he brings into your light and the salvation that he brings into your life. But I picture this, as I'm in this dungeon, in this prison of my life, before I came to know him, or maybe when I walked away, I knew him at one time, I walked away. Either way, I, I picture it that I'm in this cell in my own sin, in my own places, my own choices that I made in my life. And I picture Jesus coming up to my jail cell and saying, I need him right there. He's called on my name. I need him and I'm transforming him into my kingdom. Because he doesn't belong in this darkness anymore. He's called on my name to save him. And I'm here to take him and transform, to transfer him to my kingdom. And he takes me out of that cell, that pit that I was in. And he takes me by the hand and he forgives me of everything I'd done wrong. And now I'm walking in this light of his salvation. And I'm guaranteed a place in heaven because of my choice that I made to follow Jesus. If you go over to John 3.16, very, very familiar. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And then the final verse, John 15, verse 13. John 15, verse 13. This is the kind of love that we're talking about right here this morning. This is the kind of love that we're singing about. This is the kind of love that we're showing you in skits and our dramas. This is the kind of love that you're experiencing when you walk into this place. John 15, 13 says, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Exactly what Jesus did for us in loving us and forgiving us. and that very first Easter... Even though the shepherd died, even though it seemed like all hope was lost, the story was not over. Three days later, something amazing happened, and that is what we are celebrating this morning. After Jesus' death, we see it was very early on Sunday morning when a couple of women who followed Jesus had had prepared these spices and they were going to go take it to his body at 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 the burial site. And when they arrived at the tomb, they saw that the large stone that was covering the tomb had been rolled away. And they went inside the tomb and saw the body of Jesus, but it was not there. They were looking for it, but it was not there. What we're celebrating today. And this morning, the stone was not rolled away for Jesus to be able to get out. The stone was rolled away for people to go in and see that he was not there. He had risen from the dead. They stood there not knowing what to think when two men in in bright white robes appeared to them and said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Why are you looking for someone who is alive? He's not here. He has risen from the dead. And And so they go back to the house where the disciples were. They told him and everyone else everything that they had just experienced. And later on, Jesus himself was standing among them and he greeted them saying, peace be with you. But the group was, was puzzled, and they didn't know what to think, and they even thought they were seeing a ghost. I don't blame them, even though Jesus had taught them and, and, and let them know what was going to happen. They even thought they were seeing a ghost, and he asked them, "Why are you afraid? Don't let your hearts be filled with doubt." And he showed them the marks on his hands and his feet so they could touch him and believe it was really him, their good teacher. But still they stood doubting what they were seeing, and Jesus asked them for food, and then they feed him. He had risen. And to me, and most of you in here probably, this is the greatest story in history. This is the greatest story. This is the story you raise your kids on, and you tell them about, well, they're very young, but they can experience this. And just when we thought that all was lost, Jesus goes and overpowers death and he comes back to life. And what I love about this is no other religion can take claim to this and stand on this like Jesus. Muhammad is dead. Buddha is dead. Every pope dies. Joseph Smith is dead. Gandhi is dead. Every Dalai Lama dies. Jesus is the only one that's alive and well with resurrecting power. And this morning, his love for you is strong. And I encourage you not to go another day without receiving his gift of salvation and that love he has for you. If you don't know him this morning, you need to know him. He can take you out of whatever mess you're in, whatever a pit of hell that you're in right now, and deliver you out of that. And give you a fresh start in life. He came from heaven to save me, to save you. That's what he came for. This is the gospel message, the good news about Jesus. And if you trust that Jesus dies and he rose again and and to rescue you and bring you back to God, you will be saved. There's not this big long thing of uh, things you have to do, those rules, these lists that you have to do. You call on the name of the Lord, you believe on him, and you will be saved. Easter is a celebration of how Jesus paid the price to rescue you. And when we accept his love, there's a great celebration in heaven too. Jesus said it like this, if a man had a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness to go search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together all of his friends and his neighbors saying, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. And in the same way, there's more joy in heaven over just one person this morning in this congregation calling on the name of Jesus to be saved than there are the righteous that haven't straight away. Amen. If just one person this morning calls on the name of Jesus, there's a party in heaven. Amen. They are celebrating along with us this morning. He carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. Because of his wounds, we are healed. Because of his death, we can live. And we can say, death, where is your victory? Grave, where is your sting? You have been defeated by Christ, our King. I thank God this morning that he's given us a risen Savior. And when you receive the love of the good shepherd, Jesus, you will want to love him back. That's why a lot of us are here this morning. We want to show our love and adoration and worship to Jesus because of what he's done in our lives. You'll want to listen to his word in the Bible and do what he says. When you receive this love for him, he comes and he makes his home within you. And, and when you accept his love, God gives us His promise of the Holy Spirit now within us that empowers us and helps us to go through life. There's been some dark, dark days in my life and some things that I've had to go through That if I would not have had the Holy Spirit within me, I would have crumbled and failed and probably wouldn't even be here today. That's how powerful the Holy Spirit within us can be. He helps us choose what is right. He helps us uh, to walk the path that God has for us. And he enables us to walk in a powerful way in authority as we follow him and let his Holy Spirit guide us. His very own presence living in our hearts. And heaven is for anyone who receives his gifts of salvation. And he promised that one day he would return, and until then, we get his Holy Spirit to be our helper. This morning, as as I'm talking about this and speaking to you, what does the future hold for you? We know that for everyone who trusts in Jesus alone for this rescue that we've been talking about this morning, God has promised to restore your heart. Anybody have a broken heart before? God promises to restore your heart and set you free from sin's hold on your life. But Rick, I'm really, I'm mixed up in some bad things and I've made some bad choices. It doesn't matter. He restores you. But you don't know how bad I am. Nobody, I mean, nobody could love me. Yes, yes, there is someone that loves you. And there's a church that wants to come alongside you as as Christ redeems you and restores you. There's a church body here that wants to love you as well and encourage you in your walk with him. He restores our hearts and and he sets us free because God is loving and he's kind and he's merciful and he's forgiving and he's tenderhearted and he's true. He's promised to make all things new. One day there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Forever free from sin. We're going to have to deal with it anymore. And everything that causes pain and sadness will be gone. Will be gone. No more shattering earthquakes. No more tsunamis or violent storms that are plaguing the earth. No more pain. No more broken hearts. No more sickness or death to trouble us. Everything will be restored to the way that God wanted it to be. And as we trust in him. Trust in his rescue story that he's given us. We enter into this place where we want to worship him. We want to love him. We want to serve him. We want to enjoy the relationship with him. And we'll get to do it forever as believers in Jesus. Complete joy every single day. Can you imagine that? Just to wake up and be joyful, to go to bed and be joyful. To, to walk every single day in just this happiness and pure joy. Some of us experience it every once in a while, but how about every single day? It's going to be great. It's going to be great. We're going to enjoy the full relationship with the one who created us and he loved us and died for us. And getting to know this all loving God can start this morning for you. I'm up here to preach the gospel, and the gospel is Jesus Christ. And him crucified and him raising from the dead. I'm here to tell everybody about it. I'm here to tell people that you can have a relationship with him this morning. I'm here to tell you that you're not alone this morning. You don't have to go through this life alone. You don't have to wake up every day hurting. You don't have to wake up and, and hold on to other things that are going to comfort you. Where, where the absence is is where Jesus needs to fill that spot in your life. God's writing an amazing story. If our praise team would come back up. He created you to be a part of it, to worship Him and to serve Him and enjoy relationship with Him. And I love, I don't know where that cross went. Can somebody grab that and bring it up here? I don't really have this planned. Just lay that right across here, please. Up on on the stage, will you? I don't want to slide down that. (laughs) Just turn it this way. You can lay it down. Right there. That's fine. Almost. Thank you, Tom. Here's what we have this morning, guys. For those of you that don't know the Lord. Don't come up here. You just represent God right there. Here's me. I came to know the Lord at the age of 6, I believe. I was young. But when I say that, it doesn't mean I knew the Lord. It wasn't until later on in life, after my teenage years, I had some good times, there some bad times, but as I got into my early 20s, I realized that there's more to this surrendering your life than just saying, hey, I prayed a prayer. But up until that time, there's a separation that's happening between me and God. And that's a sin that was in my life. I hadn't surrendered to the Lord. I hadn't believed on him. I hadn't accepted him as my savior. So there's this distance between me and God that I can't make up on my own. So what, what he does is he sends his son Jesus to die on the cross for me. And he says, Rick, every sin, every addiction, every hurt, every pain, everything you've been doing that's against me, I've now made a way for you to be restored. I've made a way for you to be forgiven. And the cross now is a bridge. What Jesus did on the cross is a bridge for me to get to God. And what he did, I can now walk all the way to God. And be welcomed into heaven because of what Jesus did on that bridge, on that cross for me. Thank you. If you guys are staying this morning, again, God is writing this amazing story day by day, and He created you to be a part of it, to worship Him and to serve Him. And have relationship with him. And you can make this rescue story a part of your life this morning. Like I said, there may be some in here. If you just bow your heads right now, there may be some of you in here right now that you have no relationship at all with Jesus right now. You don't know him. You felt the Holy Spirit. You felt the conviction. You felt things when we sang today, when we did this skit today. You felt something, and that's the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart to come into a relationship with Jesus. And all you have to do this morning if you don't know the Lord as your Savior is admit, admit your need for God's rescue. You need to ask for forgiveness of your sin. And then trust in Jesus alone to rescue you and follow him in faith from this moment forward. Again, this is God's unbelievable rescue story for us. And I'm asking this morning if you will make it yours today. And again, I don't care what you've done. I don't care how much you've messed up. I don't care about the shame and the guilt that you carry right now because I know a Savior who can release you from all of that stuff. And as we pray and we seek him and we worship here in just a couple minutes, I'm going to ask you if you don't know him, I want you to come up to this altar And I want you to believe on Jesus. I want you to believe he is who we say he is this morning. That he will wipe away your sins. He will forgive you of those things. That he will restore your life. He will pull you up out of the pit that you're in right now and restore and redeem you. And give you relationship with him this morning. Maybe you knew the Lord at one time and you've walked away. You've walked away and your heart is cold towards him right now. He's standing there with his arms wide open, saying, come home, come home, come home to me. Father, right now, as we open up these altars to you, God, I pray that something that was sang about today, something that was acted out, something that was said from your word, God, tugs on somebody's heart to come forward this morning and make you the Lord of their life. God, we are not guaranteed tomorrow. So right now, Father, I pray you give them the courage to step out from where they're at and to understand that there's a, there's a God that loves them. There's a God that sent his son to die for them in Lord, that they can be forgiven and walk out of this place different than the way they came in. And God, if there's somebody that's walked away from you now, Father, I pray that you restore them or that the prodigals come home this morning to you and rededicate their lives to you, God, and surrender it all again. Father, we praise you and we thank you this morning as we open up these altars and sing and pray, God. We open up these altars for healing and the manifestation of your presence in this place. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.
1: a I remember.